Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. It's, you know, it's already August. It's, it's, that, that, that makes, I think that's made a lot of people sad. Makes me a little bit sad. It's dearing me. Anyway, what if VW allows SAD to badge engineer the Audi R8? I kind of like to see that. It would it would be absolutely pointless for Skoda, but I'd absolutely love to see it. BMW confirms 8 Series convertible and Grand Coupe to launch next year. Mercedes-Benz EQC goes for a round of testing in the Black Forest Mountains. 115 horsepower Volkswagen T-Roc 1.6 diesel starts from 21,290 pounds in the UK for probably 27 grand, maybe 28. Upcoming Lincoln Aviator imagined as a BMW X6 and Mercedes GLE Coupe Fighter. <sighs> if they ended up doing that, I'd really have to wonder how they'd style it. Gordon Murray's supercar to be compact, light, and driver focused. A Barth getting the 124 Spider ready for the GT, sorry, for GP4 competition. I really wish they make a road-going version of that with the hard top, because that'd be basically in a Barth 124 ACR. Man breaks car window to save dogs from heat. Gets ticket for not waiting a bit longer, though. Oh, okay, apparently the dog owner was only gone for 14 minutes, but obviously the man, had, you know, didn't know that they that the owner of the car and subsequently the dogs were gone for such a little of time. Or little of time. Brabham sells first North American-bound BT62 for a cool $1.3 million. Millennials are apparently driving the change to make cars more high-tech. BMW to build more X5s in Taiwan to sidestep China tariffs. Fifth gear returns September 6th. New presenter lineup announced. 2019 Mercedes-Benz CLA prototype scooped with different headlights. GM might drop the Buick Envision if it's not given a tariff exemption. Dealer defies Mercedes, sells a Project One build slot for double the price. Whatever the price is. FCA moves to block Mahindra from selling its Jeep clone Roxor in the US. And quite honestly, I can absolutely understand why they're doing that. Too bad that Mercedes wouldn't just build like a, an original CJ though. You know, then that would e that would give them even more grounds to uh, block the, Mahind the Roxor. Renault Easy Pro Concept spotted in the wild show should debut in Paris. The world's cheapest new BMW retails for just $4,750 and has 33 horsepower. It's a bike. Mercedes-AMG Project One, One owners won't be allowed to flip their cars, much like Ford GT owners aren't. 2019 Urus Touring Sports, new Corolla is getting sleek station wagon version in Europe. Next generation Opel Corsa to get dramatic changes. UK car manufacturers are not ready for Brexit, warns SMMT chief executive. Volkswagen may produce r performance EV. 2019 Mercedes-AMG C63 starting from £66,429 in the UK. Probably about seventy-four grand here. Porsche 911 Carrera T boosted to 425 horsepower thanks to TechArt's new upgrades. Vanderhall's Venice Speedster is a three-wheeled single-seater with turbo power. Turkish Scammer reportedly sells the same car to 80 people and makes off with $9.8 million. One victim reportedly paid $197,280 for 23 cars. 2019 Chevrolet Silverado offers a trailer theft alert. Well, that's a good idea. I kind of wish that was in the new Ram 1500, but it might be here within two model years. EPA proposes to freeze fuel economy standards at 37 MPG. 
the proposed standard is 17.5 MPG less than the Obama-era target. All The only thing that I hear when I read those words is it might be possible to make a new Viper with a V10. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the only thing I hear is, is when I hear those words, along with all the emission regulation reductions. That's all. I mean, except the only thing that's really holding FCA back from that, in my mind, is, you know, cost to make a new V10 for a vehicle that's going to use the, that's going to use that engine singularly and, is, and won't share it with other vehicles in the lineup. Unless Ram took it and put it in a 1500 and made a sort of street truck, like a Ford Lightning, but from Dodge, or like the prior SRT, SRT 10, 1500. Anyway, Nissan looking into NASA's Mars Rover tech for its autonomous systems. Reston Mod Jaguar E-Type combines modern practicality with classic styling. Aston Martins were born Lagonda to launch company's first electric model in 2021. New Liger sports car teased in celebration of French brand's 50th anniversary. Mini goes after business and fleet buyers with more affordable Clubman City. Ferrari's new CEO says Marcioni's plans was sorry were aspirational. 2019 Mitsubishi Outlander Fev soldiers on with more power and has been priced from 34,255 pounds in the UK. Lexus reveals new limited LC yellow edition ahead of Paris debut. Seat drops three-door mini from line, sorry, three-door me from line, me like we, me. And when I say we, I mean the Nintendo Wii. From lineup and simplifies the trim levels. Toyota spent $2 million to build its super concept. Want to know how much they spent to build the actual production car? Skoda Korok Sportline is not quite an RS, but it's closer. Aston Martin DVS Superleggera AMR to add even more performance. Also, can I just say about that Turkish scam? Someone paying nearly 200 grand for 23 cars must have been trying to buy a lot of a lot of normal car, a lot of uh, you know more consumer-based vehicles and not sports and supercars. Pro like I said, they were probably trying to buy a lot of compact cars, maybe some mid-sizes, but honestly, that's 200 grand for 23 cars. To me, that's almost, okay, it's a lot of money, but for 23 cars, again, they must have been buying some some level of compact or mid-size for that. And I also want to know why they were trying to pay that much money for 23 cars outright. Oh, well. Comes to recall 500,000 trucks with faulty emissions part. 2019 BMW X7 outed ahead of possible LA debut. Studies suggest tariffs would result in scores of people putting off new car purchases. Tesla in talks with Germany and Holland for a European Gigafactory. Link & Co. O3 sedan services online and will debut next month. 2019 Zhangling Yusheng, sorry, I probably got that wrong, S330 is yet another horribly named Chinese car spied in Europe. New Nissan GTR expected early next decade. Decade will be will be previewed by a concept. And people complain about the Challenger and Charger being old. Look at the current GTR. Apparently, the current R35 is 11 years old. In another decade, it'll be 21 years old. And they have the tech to make a massive upgrade. But no, 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 no. That's a long, long. That's that's a long time for a vehicle. This, this. See, how can Nissan get away with keeping the GTR this long? If people are worried, oh well. Challenger and Charger gonna get completely. I'm like, okay, yeah, the GTR is still fast, but it's greatly eclipsed by everything McLaren makes. Also, we just lost the Viper last year. It might be possible to get it back within a decade, and it still hold a, a decent amount of, rec of recognition. I, I, a lot of me doubts it due due to the way the cars are heading in in terms of 
technological advancement, but it might just be possible. 2019 Volkswagen Jetta is a soft-edged, roomy family car that deserves your attention. Eh, I wouldn't say deserves, but should definitely be looked over. British Watchdog bans VW City car ad from encouraging irresponsible driving. Honda drops UK pricing from info on 2018 CRV starts from £25,995. Latin NCAP reveals disappointing results for Nissan March and Mazda 2. This will give you $550 to stop using your car for a month. I really don't think that's worth it. Updated 2019 Mazda MX-5, priced from £18,995 in the UK. 2019 Volkswagen T-Cross Small SUV reveals more of its design in latest spy shots. Opel GTX, experimental concept teased with head-turning design. Anyway, without me continuing to blabber on too much, I will see you all after the break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-5500. Our plans are available in 42 states. Welcome back. Let's see, let's see. There we go. Ferrari's new paint process means better finishes and more of them. 2019 Buick Regal Avenir. 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 There it is. Buick Regal Avenir. Probably got it wrong. Debuts with upscale styling and new technology, despite the fact that it looks exactly the same. Mercedes EQS electric flagship spotted for the first time. BMW Japan sends off previous X5 with limited black and white editions. Analyst claims Ford, FCA, and GM will lose out as customers embrace foreign crossovers. 2019 model year Acura MDX Sport Hybrid gets new color options and starts from $52,795. Ferrari California stranded on New Jersey Highway after flash flood. McLaren shows what MSO can do with new, with new bespoke, bespoke 570 GT and 720S. Jeep Wrangler Moab spotted appears to be the JL's first special edition. Mercedes says there's no cross-shopping between the new CLS and AMG GT4 Coupe. Maybe not now, but I bet you there will. But I bet you it'll, it'll happen. Get free Android Auto and Apple CarPlay upgrade for your 2018 Mazda 6. New BMW i8 Roadster goes on sale in the UK, priced from £124,735. The I Am Paul Walker documentary will premiere on August the 11th. Don't know where, I don't even think it's going to be at my theater, but I'd love to see it. Maybe on YouTube, I'll have to look. Polestar wants to appear in America for the first time at Pebble Beach. BMW announces new 1.2 billion production facility in Hungary. Seat Arona gets digital cockpit for a more pleasant driving experience. Skoda Correct Scout ventures off the beaten path. Toyota introduces new FCV Semi as a report suggests more fuel cell models are on the way. Mercedes-AMG A35 confirmed for Paris show debut, A45S reportedly coming as well. BMW M-Boss suggests there isn't enough demand for a Z4M. Elon Musk promises kit-like AI assistant in Teslas. 
That's cool. SpaceX concept envisions an affordable electric racer for the for the masses. Survey says U.S. Audi dealers sell cars the best, and Tesla ranks dead last. BMW's Panamera is here. 8 Series Grand Coupe makes its spy debut. Porsche Taken employs two high-tech electric motors and puts out 600-plus horsepower. 2019, Suzuki Vitara gets a nose job and two new turbocharged engines. Aston Martin DBX could get a Mercedes in Line 6. Audi teases new electric PB18E, e, no, PB18E Tron supercar ahead of, no, supercar concept ahead of August 23rd debut. Nissan dropping Juke from the US lineup, and thank God someone has heard my prayers. <sighs> I'm so happy. <laughs> there is a recall for Rams that include 1 million, well, basically just a million Rams. Let's get into it. According to a recent NHT, NHTSA release, FCA is, re is recalling 2015 and 2017 Ram pickups, both light and heavy duty, because the tailgate may suddenly open when driving. Or exempted from the recall are 2017, no, 2015 and 2017 trucks made with 8-foot beds or without power-locking tailgates. Got it? Okay, so if you have either of those things... You're good. You, the recall doesn't apply to you. Anyway, it covers Ram 1500, 2500, and 3500 pickups with any bed shorter than 8 feet and with power locking tailgates. The problem is a tailgate actuator limited tab which may fracture. That would allow the lock rod control bracket to over travel, pulling on the lock rods thereby releasing the latches. Once the latches are released, the tailgate is essentially unlocked and can fall open. That's a safety issue because cargo can be jettisoned, possibly leading to a crash from following ye from following vehicles. One member blamed the fact that the tailgate automatically locks and unlocks with the rest of the doors, and suggesting dis and suggested disconnecting the power lock mechanism until the recall, using a key for the tailgate. The safety team first heard about the problem on May 8, 27 or May 8, 2017, as a result of customer complaints. Two days later, they met with body engineering to review the issue and learn about the lock system. Over the next two months, the team analyzed incidents part partly to discover the cause and partly to find the scope which vehicle, par and partly to find the scope of which vehicles were vulnerable. In June and July, the team analyzed building repair data and evaluated vehicles. FCA found no less than 5,643 warranty claims and repair orders which could be related to the problem, but was unaware of any accidents or injuries related to the issue. The company decided to do a voluntary safety recall on July 29, 2018, Global in scope that recalls and the recall covers the 1.1 million Rams sold in, in the U.S., another quarter million in Canada, and around 19,400 in Mexico, and roughly 25,000 elsewhere in the world. The fix is to limit the locking actuator's travel so it can't pull on the rods. Owners who already paid for a repair will be reimbursed if they send in their receipt or proof of payment. The new tailgate automatic locking control assemb assembly has part number 680930. 354AC. Once again, the new tailgate automatic lock and control assembly has part number 680930. Once again, the the new tailgate automatic lock and control assembly has part number 680933554AC. Once again, the part number of the of the new tailgate automatic lock and control assembly is 680933554AC. We don't know we don't yet know how much time the company is budgeting for its replacement. In the meantime, FCA pointed out that the owner's manual already suggests securing all cargo while driving. The recall is reported is re will reportedly start on September 14th, 2018, with an internal cur with an internal code of U74 and an NHTSA campaign number of 18V486000. Once again, 
the recall will have an internal code with an FCA of U74 and an NHTSA campaign number of 18V486000. It's going to be a costly one, covering as it does 1.15 million pickups in the U.S. alone. Moving on to another recall, it's from Cummins. Cummins will recall roughly 500,000 medium and heavy-duty trucks in the United States due to a faulty emissions control system that it manufactured. In a statement, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency confirmed the recall, stating that the vehicles affected were built between 2010 and 2015. This is also one of the largest ever voluntary recall of trucks due to an emissions, to, sorry, emissions issue. The component at fault forms part of the emissions control system systems that results in excess nitrogen oxide emissions. The California Air Resource Board, or CARB, discovered the defective part during emission standards compliance, co compliance tests. Tests also revealed the catalytic reduction systems to be less durable than required. According to a common spokes spokesman, the recall will be rolled out in two phases, starting with heavy-duty trucks in August and medium-duty trucks from in March from March 2019. A separate recall of 232,000 Dodge 2500 and 3500 pickup trucks with Cummins engines is also currently underway. The EPA hasn't specified exactly which medium and heavy duty trucks are all are being recalled across the United States. 2019 Mazda MX-5 RF R, yeah, RF arrives with more powerful engine and has been priced from $33,335. I was about to say pounds. No, it's dollars. BMW 2 raised prices of X5 and X6 in China, citing higher tariffs on U.S. car imports. New Bugatti Devo teaser reveals carbon fiber Aeroblade. Oh, this is a Bugatti hypercar. I thought it was just a different variant, variant of the Chiron. I mean, it might still be that. It might be, um, it might be like a... Oh, what's that Lamborghini that's on Horizon? That's on Horizon 3's uh, cover. The Welcome yeah, back. Sort of like a GT4 Coupe kind of makes sweet V8 music while testing. It might be like this, except with a track, more powerful somewhere. engine. Or, 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 that's that's what I was suspecting. Will be and that's kind of assuming it was still. But it might be a little bit more intricate than that. Or to put it another way, Targa has an application Tata Harrier to launch next year based on the We don't really have a lot of Targa Discovery Sport. Oh, by the way, that was a safety Bugatti Devo. Actually, yeah, why haven't they had a Targa? August 24th. A long way away. Basically, is a Targa. Aston Martin Wilson. Even Prefix made a Targa. And I know that that's more or less not a Targa. But it did more. Mustang driver arrested for 142 miles. That is actually a good question. Right after getting a ticket for 92, Lincoln so does away with the NKZ black I, label. I actually for really like to know the answer why they shy away from the G65 really because it can go too fast. People have made targets, and that's not a safe. Well over that doesn't seem to be a safety thing. G65 so was no flyway about it. But with the anyway, 6 liter twin turbo this one it's also pretty darn fast. Too fast, in fact. No, I particularly do have to when driving. I do have reverse. something to talk so about. So Mercedes has to recall a handful of Colorado them from speeding away backwards of all the races and that you predictably top over. Vintage racing. According to the statement released, the race. sorry, according to a statement against the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, incorrect. Well, I was there yesterday. I didn't go two days because it would also be today. And quite honestly, my eyes were in steering while exceeding sixteen May cause the vehicle to become characters getting unstable angry, and their eyes getting to red. To fix the problem, it was more red than that. And it was scary. To limit the I was like, it could actually instill some fear in people. Well, I went yesterday, and is, you know how I went to high points before in the United States? They were the top brands of the previous one okay, yeah. running. That G had a few cars. It had a lot of great cars. But compared to this event, in fact, there is no comparison. This event, from what someone told me, was about 140 vehicles. 
not too shabby. 140. For an tipping scales at That's, well it's crazy. over 5,000 pounds. But and everyone, that, everyone had giant, take like, a break. I will see multi, you after multi hundred thousand dollar camp. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Oh, it was awesome. It was, it was hard Would you like to park, save money awesome. on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call dr taffy at 303-576-0670 our plans are available in 42 states pseudo valley yeah from that point we could see how busy it was couldn't see in detail and frankly would be a vast underestimation no matter what but we could see from the hill just how how crazy it was and it was crazy it was insane just how many cars how many trailer how many camp how many motorhomes and trailers you could see from that distance it looked packed and when you got there it was certainly packed so got there parked and i was looking to see if there would be a vi no there was no viper i mean funnily enough they had two Porsche 911 GT3, one might have been an RS. Oh, wait, no, okay, yeah, two GT3 non-RSs. The the one that had the recall that caught on fire, and then the more recent one with the, the sad face, okay? You had both of the, in red and blue, ironically. So it was basically like having two Pokemon, two Pokemon games there. Uh, Pokemon XYZ, you know, Ruby and Sapphire, some mess. And I, I think that's about the only one I know, but it was like that. It was pretty funny. And they, and it came late. The red one came late. And that, and that was for the ride-along. And uh, McLaren 720S, that was also coming in, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately, I'm glad I didn't ride in the McLaren. Because I would have been sick. I would have been... I was already down for the count in the ACR. The 720S would have been more of the same. Honestly, it would have it been terrible. But going back to the beginning. So we got there. We got at the... We got there before 9, probably 8.30ish, which I was surprised by because we we had a few stops. I, we had a few. I think we had a few stops. Oh, no, we were leaving the house later than than anticipated, than, than, than I suspected. And then we had a stop, but yeah, we, le we left the house later than I expected. But we still got there at basically the time I thought, I thought we should get there, which was, I suppose, a testament to how much time we made. Yeah, it was crazy. There were... No Miatas this time. There were no Sunbeam Tigers either. I kind of wish there would have been, but oh well. There were a few Mustangs. There were, and sort of like Trans Am-ish style Mustangs. You had GT350, more or less GT350 style Mustangs. You had a Fastback Mustang. You had a regular, sort of like two, uh, like a two-door sedan style Mustang. The, you know, early 60s style Mustang. You had, I think, one or two 71 Fastbacks. Which were cool. You had 68 fastbacks, bullet style fastback. That was my favorite looking Mustang of the entire night. That was great. Uh, you had the small, you had your small bore cars, and that's how they define the cars between small bore and big bore. So your Porsche 911 RSR style vehicles, big bore Mustangs, Camaro, a Camaro, big bore, a few BMW 2002s. They were big bore. They were in the big bore class. They they were probably the small bores of the big bores. It was funny. They were kind of running together. You had. And a godly number of, of open-wheel cars. And 
trust me, open wheel is not my favorite style of cars, but they were so awesome. And there was a ton of Formula Fords or Formula Four style vehicles. Formula Ford style vehicles. He had a few F1-ish style vehicles, and they were fast. They were very, very fast. It was crazy. It was crazy just walking down the proper paddock, and, proper paddock, and then the parking area where the rest of where everyone else was. So many classic vehicles. So many classic race cars. You would. I didn't see a Mercedes one. I thought. I thought about that at the end of the day. I did not see a Mercedes. There wasn't a Firebird. There was one Camaro, and it was the. It was the least race prepped vehicle I saw all day. It, it was really funny. I was like, is it racing? But yeah. There was also a Camaro ZL11LE, which I thought was going to be one of the more modern ride-alongs, but no. No, no, no. It was, it, it was there. It was just there because. Because someone took their 1LE. And I couldn't do that. Or at the very least, it would be it would be hard to do that for me. If I had a Viper ACR of any, of any generation, it would be hard to take that to high points and not drive it at the track. Because a car like that, I would... Even a Camaro ZL11LE. And then you just park it there. Oh, that would suck. Uh, for that, anyway. But there was one MG... There was one MG MGB. There were... There was a group of... Fro of what they call frog-eyed sprites. I can't remember. Triumph Sprite? Oh, gosh. I can't... But there was a lot of sprites there. Let me let me go look it up for a second. Austin Healy Sprite. That, that... Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, there was a lot of Austin Healy Sprites. There were a ton of sprites there. Well, I say a ton. There was a group of maybe four or five, which is way more than I thought there would be. And so, and what you had most of the time, most most of the sprites were Mark ones. The uh, the ones where the headlights are closer together. But you did have, I think, you had two Mark twos, and that and that was interesting. I was like, it looks like that, like a modern, like a more modern comparative. Com you know, comparatively, a more modern version of the Sprite, and yes, it was. There, you had that Sprite there. I didn't think. I don't think I saw a midget at all. I mean, just not at all. There were a few cars I couldn't even name. I think they were either sort of specialty custom, or I say custom, more like sort of like a. You know how Noble with their M M forty five that that way older than the M six hundred thing has a someone here in some company here in America makes a version of that. Okay. That that's what those cars were like. But yeah. There were a good few sprites, some MGs. There was a Ford Falcon that I never saw race. Unfortunately, I really wanted to see it race actually, but I never saw that Falcon race. Again, particularly a lot of Mustangs, a fair few nine elevens, which wasn't surprising. And then and then let's get to the small bore car. So the sprites were in the small bore, you had an eighties, RX seven, and if you play Ford's a RX seven Savannah, that's the one or Savannah, that's the one I'm talking about. No, the one just before that, the one just before the Savannah. That's the one. And that that was actually really cool. That was that was a really cool car. And there was a lot of 240Zs, and there was a 240Z in Big Boar. Uh, and, and it's funny, because Dad, Dad was saying the last time, when, you know, the first time at High Plains, you know, I'm surprised there aren't more, you know, Japanese cars. I mean, outside of Miatas. But no, this time, this was the time where we got your 240Zs, uh, your 240Zs, that, the RX-7, and that, more or less for Japanese cars was about it, uh, as far as I remember, that was, that was about it for classic Japanese cars, honestly, I didn't think, I don't think I saw a classic Toyota, there were, not as many Lotuses as I thought there were, as I thought there would be, there was a Lotus, there was a few Lotus Alans, there was a, no, there was two MG, MGBs, except there was a hardtop, which I rode in, and a few convertible versions, 
You had a few triumphs. One I can't. I don't even know the name of. You had a few triumphs there. There was okay. Hold here. Nah, it'll take too long. Yeah, suffice to say, a lot of classic race cars, and I re I really wish I had my own Sunbeam Tiger to race there as well, uh, or at the very least, a Sunbeam Al Sun Sunbeam Alpine with a V8 of some description in it. There was a lot of cars there, and they so you had they had qualifying section sessions. They had a few qualifying sessions, big and small bore. There were you know. <laughs> I made the joke about intermissions, and there were maybe 20-minute intermissions between when the races started kicking off. There was 20-minute intermissions between. And also, all the kids, most of the kids, in one form or another, had a mode of transportation that wasn't just walking on the flat. That wasn't walking on the, I don't know, the flesh bricks that are called feet. They had, a good deal of them had scooters, bikes, off-roadish scooters. Basically, I was one of the few kids who was just walking around without any means of faster transportation. And truth be told, I really, I was really going to bring my scooter, but I completely forgot. And I knew I was forgetting something in the car. I was like, but all the essentials are here. No, all the essentials are not here. The ascent, the last essential would have been that scooter. But nope, I totally forgot. Oh well. So when I came time to take pictures and videos and stuff, which will be going up soon, I had to do a lot of running. More running than I've done in a very long time. And I've ran maybe once a month. And that's being very, very generous. Uh, but I did more running that day than I've done in months easily. Because I ran at least four or five times that day. Just trying to get them to... Because when, when the races would start, they would do a sort of formation lap. Except there wasn't a formation lap. Because once they got back to the to the grid, when the flag, when the flag waved, they'd go. So, okay, it was a rolling start. They would do a rolling start. And when the flag waved, they'd all go. But I was running between... I don't know what I was do. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was going around taking pictures at, at, at that, you know, at those times. And then I'd hear, okay, and then I'd have to run back. And again, it's like a mile between... Most, dis most, distance, most distances between where I was at and where they would be coming down the hill and then right where they waved the flag. It was about a mile for the most part. So I was running a mile most... Again, more often than not, because I was always more, I was on the more eastern side of the, of the, of the whole, I guess we'll say, not pit area, but parking area most times. So, I also got a really good viewing point at turn one. It was great. But, yeah. Um, so, I did a lot of running. I was really hoping for my suit. Also, it was hot. It was really hot that day. And I... I thought it would be cold. I was very wrong. And I had worn my Cody's Car Conundrum shirt with, with my logo on it. That was a good idea. What was not a good idea was wearing long sleeves. I mean, I don't have that ver I don't have the version. I don't have that shirt in short sleeves. So I need to get that for events like, for situations like that where I'm wearing something way too long for comfort. It was terrible. So did a lot of running. And that, that, I'm really glad I went. Even just Saturday because I met, I, I say met. I... Found a lot of people that I hadn't talked to. Uh, I mean, two people I hadn't talked to in a really long time. Two people. One one of them was William, the guy who gave me the ride in the Cortina. He was there. He didn't actually have his Cortina, unfortunately, because he said it was Saturday and he got the parts in yesterday, which at that point was Friday. So, yeah, but he's, he said he was going to get out of the shop, prob shop probably today and probably fiddle with it. Eric was there, and he was there the last time I was at High Plains. Where I got monumentally motion sick. Sarah wasn't there, unfortunately. Uh, and then, you guys probably don't know this, I don't even think I've said it, but I used to bowl. 
I used to bowl, oh, the last time I bowled was 2015, but I think I bowled from either 2011 to 2015. Yeah, 2011 to 2015 was probably when I bowled. And back then, I, did I just say his name? I, I think I forgot, but yeah. The, the guy's name is Dave. And we, we had met through, you know, through our mutual interest in cars. Uh, and I guess on a, I mean, I'll, okay. I wouldn't call it an interest in bowling. I was just bowling, but I had an interest in cars. So again, it was through the mutual interest in cars. And I hadn't, I hadn't seen him, I guess, since 2015. So it had been three years, more or less. It had been about three years since I had seen him. It was great seeing him because, man, it's been, it's been a long time. It, it, it has been a long, long time. And then I had met someone who actually came to the F1, to the thing Haggerty hosts, who used to come there. Unfortunately, I don't remember his name, but like I said, it's been, it was about four, four or five months since we'd seen him. It, it had been a really long time, and come to find out, he'd actually been moved to Texas. He actually moved to Texas, continuing with Haggerty, and he was out here just trying to get the last of his stuff. But yeah, it was great catching up with him. It had been a long, long time. Caught up with the guy. Well, I say, got a ride with the guy who actually invited me out. And that was Frank. And he had the MG, MGB. And he raced. He raced as well. I saw his car. Uh, and his car, his car, I have to admit, Williams Lotus was faster on the straights, but they were both, I think, probably equally as fast in the turns. I think William was a bit more aggressive, but in terms of sheer capability, the cars are pretty equal. They're pretty equal. Of course, I couldn't actually tell what, what speed we were going to give you, a, I guess, a satisfiable answer on that. Because the speedos didn't work. I looked over at Cage, and I'm like, oh, it still reads zero. But we got to be doing at least 50, 60, maybe 70. Yeah, it, it was pretty funny. I'm like, how do you know what? And, and I guess he just knew the breaking points, but not, not the speed. Because it didn't work. Unless unless there's a speedo elsewhere, and I couldn't find it. But yeah, and I, got a, I actually got video. Of, of the ride, so that that also will be going up pretty soon. That was a good, that was a fun ride. Still managed to get motion sick. Dad said not to look at the screen, and I really tried my best not to, but I had to look at the screen because it, cause the I try not to hold myself in the seat because I feel like I get myself motion sick that way, so I just let myself slide around a little bit, and I kept feeling like that was putting the phone out of position. So I had to look, no matter what, and I had Dramamine, but I didn't have enough time to take it, sadly. Yeah, still in that. But thankfully, it wasn't so... It didn't utterly restrict my movement. I could, I could move for the rest of the day after I focused my mind afterwards. So I, I was back up and walking uh, afterwards. So overall, it was a great hot time. And then at the end, they had Pro-Am, which they apparently forgot to fuel the car somehow. We didn't stay for the end of that race, but it was just a whole day of loud noises, running. I actually got to sit in one of the driver's open-wheel F1-style vehicles. Great, the wheel. If any of you have a have a Wii, that that console that none of you probably remember, uh, and you and if you had the Mario Kart wheel, okay, imagine that but with a flat bottom. That's how tiny that wheel was. It was crazy. I I put and I have small hands, and I put my hands around the steering wheel. I still can imagine steering that thing. I I would just feel like I'd be turning too much all the time, expecting far greater rotation. It was awesome. It was crazy, but awesome. It was a really, really cool experience. I got, or he got pictures of that for me as well. So, you know, among other stuff, that will also be going up soon. Uh, yeah, it was a great day overall. A lot of noise, a lot of photo, just a lot of catching up. It was a really great experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm going there next year. <laughs> That's for sure.
Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed, and I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCar, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.